2: Baseball fans,
3: at the door check it out check it out this is am I Reister or am I wrong we're bringing you facts and only the truth now am I Reister or am I wrong
4: am I Reister or am I wrong Sean Watson lawsuit the lawsuit against him looks like total BS and we're gonna talk about Tony Busby as well March Madness, the Players versus John Rothstein provides comedy and it also provides a, a serious take on what the hell's really going on. LeBron James owns the city of Boston again. The Atlanta shooter says it wasn't racially motivated. We don't believe him. Stop Asian hate. Uh, cancel or consequence as usual and of course the best of social media i'm george reister he's ralph amson and this is reister or wrong make sure that you download and listen to us as well on the pac-12 apostles podcast and also me monday through friday on mad dog sports radio 10 p.m pacific 1 a.m eastern time and fox sports radio sundays 2 to 5 p.m pacific so ralph We're gonna start with March Madness because it is time for the that. Like we were super excited about brackets, and then John Rothstein drops in. And if you don't know who he is, here's a clip from last show that'll let you know, give you an idea of what's going on.
3: To redefine over the next several weeks what it means to be a college basketball insider, our very own John Rothstein will be inside the bubble for the duration of the tournament. John, you're there in less than 24 hours. What are your impressions?
2: Well, Greg, you know me pretty well. My first impression is three words. Limited dining (laughs) options. Every meal we're going to have over the next couple of weeks is going to be directly from our hotel, so there's not going to be a lot of variety in that area, but there's not going to be a lot of variety in the life that everybody lives in Indianapolis either. You know, the biggest thing that you always find this time of year in towns that host tournaments and events is the pageantry, is people on the streets. The Big Ten tournament is here in Indianapolis. The streets are absolutely empty.
4: So that doesn't sound so bad on its face, right? It sounds fine until you have John Rothstein complaining about, you know, limited dining options. And then the players tweeting at him like, yo, we're eating box lunches. So we don't, we don't, we don't feel sorry for you. And I think that he made a calculated mistake when he wanted to get in a fight, well, get in a Twitter war with players about dining options.
3: I suppose, I mean, I mean, John Rothstein, He he's an interesting dude. He's a great, great follow for all things college basketball. But when, when there's any variance from the action on the court, um, whether it's his text messages getting released that he basically sucks up to every single coach in all of college basketball, um, <laughs> or him trying to kind of have like a Larry the Cable Guy get-her-done type persona and having a catchphrase for um various different things he tweeted out the this is march t-shirts that he's he's selling with his own his own name on them you know he's, he's he's making a lot of money off all this and it seemed like he was on television complaining about uh certain aspects of the bubble and then he got on twitter and he said uh why is anybody complaining about the bubble it could be like last year and so I, it, the whole thing kind of confused me because it kind of sounded like he was complaining, and then he was complaining about the people who were complaining, and then a Rutgers basketball player basically let him know, like, "Hey, you and everybody else is making money off of this. We've had to quarantine all year to even make this happen. The NCAA is going to cash a nine hundred million dollar check. You're selling T-shirts. Like, hey, have some consideration here." Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I like John Rothstein. and I like his coverage. Um, but he's he's creeping into Darren Ravel territory as far as just like, hey, man, maybe you stick to the thing you're really good at because anytime you kind of vary from it, these players are, are absolutely um, – players and other people are, are absolutely dragging you all over the place on social well, media. He,
4: here's what John Rossing said. Or he tweeted out, are people really complaining about this thing's in the bubble? Would you prefer to go back to the situation we endured last year? We're having an NCAA tournament, and that's all that matters. Be grateful for what you do have in life, not what you don't. See that? That sounds like a person who is on top. Like that's what people on top tell you. They'll (laughs) say. But it also
3: feels like it conflicts. It feels like he's talking to himself. Does it not? Because he just complained.
4: He He just complained about it. But the idea about, like, the idea that players should just shut up and just, like, no, be grateful for what you do have. Listen, good is not good enough when better is expected. And then the, the, uh, the player tweeted back to him, think you can definitely be grateful to play this game while also understanding that there's more that should be on the table. Players isolated the entire year to help make the tournament happen. The NCAA is rewarded with $900 million. Players rewarded with free deodorant and small boxed meals. That, that's fair. I mean, that's a fair commentary is that you can say, listen, I'm happy that we're playing ball. I also realize that it's total BS that we're the people driving all the revenue, but we don't get to participate in the revenue. That's in, That's entirely a problem.
3: Yeah, uh, my issue is 10 years ago, I was saying that 10 years from now, the thing that we'll look back upon with the most embarrassment is that uh, that the revenue share didn't grow along. Like, the, the slice of pie that goes to the actual players who drive the revenue never grew along with the ever-inflating pie. That was 10 years ago, and we're still here in the same exact place that we were.
4: Oh, oh, it's coming to an end soon, buddy. It's I coming to an end with so. that, that name, image, and likeness stuff. It is going to come to an end, whether it's Senator Cory Booker or whoever else who is going to ensure that they're... And and that's where the NCAA screwed up because they had a chance to do the right thing and not even take it as far as it's going to go because they're going to end up with some sort of health coverage after they're going to end up with scholarships that, are, that extend throughout their whole careers. It's going to be more sweeping than the NCAA could have gotten, gotten away with. It's almost like Dak Prescott, like the, the Cowboys could have got off cheaper paying him two years ago, but now, nope. Now, now you got to pay the Piper. Like it's just, it's just what it, what it is. So I don't feel sorry for them at all. You can't say that there's not enough money when you have Michigan state getting rocket mortgage to Michi- MSU basketball presented by rocket mortgage, but, there, <laughs> but there's not enough money to pay the players though.
3: Right. Right. But you can you you have to break even on your budget so you can make sure that you spend five million dollars at a print shop owned by a donor, which is what all of these colleges do in order to break. Even they spend money on marketing materials that are typically owned by people who pump that money right back into the program. Yep.
4: Dude, I, I am a huge supporter of the tournament. I love college athletics, but we have to be real about it. And last year, there was a um uh well, not last year because there 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 was no tournament, but the year before Kelvin Sampson from the University of Houston was talking about how his players wanted to sleep that they, there he had parents asking him about sleeping on the floor at their kids' uh hotel room during the tournament just so he could, just so they could see their kid play because they couldn't afford to. And I just found that to be criminal. I'm like, how the hell are these players able to generate so much money for the NCAA? But then when it comes to their families getting tickets to to the game or being able to see March Madness when everybody's gonna make money, they can't show up and I can't even imagine being in that sort of financial position where my kid is, you know, contributing to the bottom line of everybody, but then can't, I can't afford to get to the game. And if somebody were to pay for me to go to the game, my kid would then be ineligible. That seems like a problem to me.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's all an issue. I just, I want the end. It's talking about the NCAA making 900 million off this tournament. I could care less if the NCAA made $2 billion off the tournament as long as there is proportional revenue sharing in place. And that's the most important thing um, to me. None of these rules make sense. They're all massively hypocritical, and the timetable that we're on to get to a point where people are rewarded for helping inflate this massive, massive bubble that is college sports, you know, my, my worry is that the bubble pops before the, the, the shares are are, are divvied up according to um, what is deserved. I don't have any problem with anybody making money off these kids so long as they're able to do the exact same thing. Yep. Yeah. And, but,
4: but they will tell you that, Oh, well it's the, the, the scholarship is the trade
3: off. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like your cubicle at your dumb job is the trade off for you showing up just because you have the materials with which to complete your job does not mean you are compensated having a break room at work is not part of your compensation package Making sure that tech support keeps your computer (laughs) updated at your job is not part of your compensation package. The building that you're in having air conditioning is not part of your compensation package. Everything works to enable you to be productive to make the company money. And your compensation is the check that hits your bank account. These players are not compensated. They are enabled to create compensation for others. That's the difference.
4: Yeah, and, and scholarships are valuable. And they used to be commensurate with the TV deals. But now that there's TV sponsorship money has gone through the roof, it's, it's no longer that. And then on top of that, players aren't able to trade on their own name, image, and likeness. Like that's a problem when the institutions are the only people, because these players have value, intrinsic value outside of their sport. Like uh, Kate Caitlin Otani, no, no, Caitlin Ohashi o- oh, or Otani. Uh, I forget Hashi, her name. Yeah. yeah, the one that was the gymnast at UCLA. Her routine, her floor routines, went viral. So people made money off of that on YouTube, showing the clips, all of this, and other places. Everybody made money except for her. But then, if she were to put on a camp like oh, the 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 Caitlin Ohashi gymnastics camp, she would then be ineligible like right. you have a finite amount of time to make the most money that you can in life and if you can't monetize when you are the most popular that is a problem but but they'll tell you oh well yeah they'll they get a chance to they get an education and then they get a chance to go make something of themselves in life but college is about that so if you get an opportunity in college because you become popular for whatever reason, then you should be allowed to capitalize on that. I mean, they can't monetize a podcast. They can't start a YouTube channel and monetize it. What kind of it Like, It's so un American. And the fact that anybody subscribes to this makes no sense to me.
3: Uh, exactly. And it's always been dumb. It's always been dumb. But the idea, the thing that I get in the biggest arguments with people about is okay, give me the number. Give me the number that the NCAA is allowed to make on the backs of these kids that you would then say, oh, OK, we are finally at a point where this needs to change. Because if it goes up by 15 percent year over year and then I and then you and I can can make a living talking about them on this podcast that literally anybody except for the players involved is allowed to try to create some type of living based off of what they do except for them what's the number what is the number where you will finally agree that it's okay for them to receive some type of compensation for creating these opportunities for everybody else and there's never a number because they they are married to this idea that amateurism in some way keeps the game pure for them when the truth is not a single thing would change about their daily lives it takes absolutely nothing away from you players gonna stop playing harder But even that, even if they do, how does that affect your life? How is it that you found yourself in a position to to support somebody else's ability to make somebody else money when that they can't share in themselves? How did it get to the point where that's a thing that you care deeply about? It's weirdo behavior, and you should be ashamed of yourself. One hundred percent.
4: Next thing up, Uh, Deshaun Watson. Houston Texans quarterback is in the middle of a controversy now because of this lawyer named Tony Busby. Tony Busby put out on Instagram last night, he put out a statement and it says, um, it says I'm extremely proud to what I'm extremely proud. And and mind you, before we even get into that, this statement came out of nowhere. Like people were just sitting at home Late last night, and then all of a sudden, they're like, what the hell's going? What the hell's going on? Because he tagged Deshaun Watson, and then people can see it. So that was the point, is he wanted people to see this post. And you guys can judge for yourself. He says, I'm extremely proud to represent those who have no perceived power against those who have perceived power. Things are changing in this country, in this great state, and in this great city. And I feel like it's for the better for all of us. Day we Today we filed suit against Deshaun Watson. Too many times women have put up with behavior that we all know no one should put up with. Should we make excuses for the famous or those who hold special positions or quarterbacks on a local professional team? I don't think so. All people are equal and deserve dignity and respect. My dad was a butcher. My mother drove my, my school bus and worked in the snack bar. Knowing what I know now, my mama had more dignity in her pinky finger than most executives or coaches or politicians or famous athletes having their whole bodies. In this case we just filed against Watson isn't about money, it's about dignity and stopping behavior that should be stopped now. Stay tuned for details. Let me say this. I'm a Marine. I'm not easily intimidated. If you have info or have been a part of this, contact my office, taxattorneys.com. So based upon that, what was your initial thought?
3: Uh, My initial thought was that regardless of the veracity of the complaint involved, the goal of the lawyer in this case is to involve himself and make himself the story, Um, which was furthered by the person who broke the story being personal friends with this lawyer. Yeah, because he he tweeted, oh, I'm looking for comment on
4: this. He's like, really? And like, so my initial thought was b- before I even knew the rest of the details that we're going to bring out, I was like, this seems weird. First of all, why did you mention that you're a Marine? Well, what bearing did that have to do on anything?
3: About as much as the bearing of his mother's strength relating to all professional athletes had to do with anything. Yeah. Which and is
4: executives. Nothing. And what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? And he doesn't, mention what the allegation is he just says oh Deshaun Watson but this isn't about money it clearly is about money you filed a lawsuit instead of going to the police like this is that makes it clearly about money and and Deshaun Watson responded and said yo this dude asked for a six-figure payment and we were we were like get the hell out of here And then here comes this lawsuit. So if it wasn't about money, mind you, they, they asked for a payment before bringing a lawsuit.
3: Yes. Yeah. So they tried to, they tried to settle it in order to keep it quiet. um, Yeah. Out of the media. Yeah. That's the,
4: that first signal is that it's about the money. Like that in and of itself says it's about the money, but now here are the other details. Tony Busby is next door neighbors with the with the late McNair, who just died, who owned the Texans. Family friends
3: with Kyle McNair, his son, who now owns the Texans, who Deshaun Watson is in a long standing feud with, trying to get out of his his uh, his contract situation with the Houston Texans.
4: Yes. And Tony Busby, from looking at his Instagram, he likes to be famous. He always posts pictures on a private jet. He uh, posts his settlements and how much they are. He looks like a personal injury attorney who is like an ambulance chaser on some level and is like the male
3: version of Gloria Allred in Texas. Right. It, de- it, de- it definitely, I don't know. you. There's a couple of things here. One, you often hear and and I think this is a legitimate issue that people need to talk about that you often hear that it is the lack of male allyship and accountability that fosters the environment in which women can be abused. Yep. And so part of me is like if you were to say, hey, a a former Marine stood up in honor of his mother to step in and help stem uh problem with abuse and indecency it, where there's a big power dynamic issue between an nfl quarterback and somebody who's just trying to make a living right that in any other context i'd be like yeah well it's it's about time right the <laughs> but the the actual context is family friend of the ownership group with which quarterback is feuding made a a complaint about himself after trying to cash in in private and used his military service and his own mother in order to do it and that's disgusting Yep. like r- regardless of what happened in any other situation that's gross
4: yep you are a hundred percent dude you are a hundred percent right like it, it's the details that make it sketchy. So I'm a person, you know, like in, in the like the people in the, the Me Too movement will, will will tell you they'll make that phrase like you were talking about the lack of male a- allyship. They say believe all women. And I don't believe in that. Like, I don't believe that that should be the the, the way it should be looked at at all. I say believe all women enough to investigate it like that, like, like that it shouldn't just be blanket. Oh, what she said is true that there should be a, that it should be believed enough to be investigated thoroughly. Cause because there are people who do make false claims and, and, and I think that they do more damage to women and to victims because there are male victims there are children victims there are women victims like there are all sorts of victims so I think that you do more damage when you make false claims because then people wonder they're like yo did Deshaun Watson I've met him I've been around him great guy I talked to some of his teammates and they were like yo if there's no way that this is true and if it is true I would be shocked like he's looked at the same way that people view like Marcus Mariota, like they're like, dude, the dude just is just a good guy, like period. So it's so it's hard for people to believe. And but it should be investigated. I have no problem with with that. But on its face, it looks sketchy,
3: right? It does. And I'll say this. A lack of correction leads to overcorrection every single time every single time so when you have a culture a long-standing culture that allows for certain things to happen for long enough that the the water boils over and it creates a mess that you have to clean up so the entire idea of the phrase believe all women when it comes to this is an overcorrection that came out of a culture of a lack of correction yeah and that's 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 the god's honest truth because the idea that you would just blanket believe what anybody says about anything is is absurd. Yes. It's completely absurd on its face. However, we're in a situation where we let so much shit go for such a long time. And I'm talking thousands of years that when people are in a position to say, believe all women like I'm I'm not going to lie, man, I get it. I get it. I get why you're coming from this position, and I get that centuries of inaction created this perspective. It's still an overcorrection.
4: Yeah. Oh, that, like oh, for, oh, oh, for sure, because it can be weaponized against people. And the timing of this is very curious, because you brought up the fact because it's NFL free agency. Deshaun Watson wants to be traded. Like, it's adamant, I'm not playing for them again because of their broken trust and all of this. And then it's curious timing, because then if there are some allegations and people are like, whoa, I don't know if I want to trade for him because this could go wrong. Then he would have to go back to Houston, which then helps the McNair family who he's friends with. Like it's not far fetched to, to, to wonder what could be going on there.
3: Right. And, and doing things this way opens the door for sort of a conspiratorial Element to creep in at the end of the day. If Deshaun Watson was getting a massage and one of two things happened, it was an accident or it wasn't an accident, then or that it didn't me- happen. You know, what I mean, like all three of those right, things, but about- they're, they're saying that they're saying that he texted her an apology and they're using that as the, the evidence in order to. Extort's the wrong word. I know extort's the wrong word, but they're using that as the evidence to compel Deshaun Watson to pay prior to making it public. And so what they're saying is they have this apology for what happened. Doesn't say whether or not, like, I apologize that this accidentally happened and I'm embarrassed by it, or I apologize that this happened um, because I, I did something untoward. Um, that There is no context for that. We don't know, but that's what they're using as leverage to try to get him to compel him to the negotiating table for a financial settlement. Yeah. And, and, and here's the truth. I've been a professional
4: athlete and I've gotten much massages many, many times. And, and, and here, here's, here's the truth that it has not, that women don't always know this. But as a, as, a, as a man, sometimes you can wake up with an erection that does not mean that you want to have sex at that moment. And then when you are getting a massage, like nerves and all this stuff get, get pushed on and you're a professional athlete, they're getting in there in all sorts of creases and all sorts of places that they don't do at Burke Williams. And I have had an instance where I got an erection. But I wasn't trying to have sex with the person at the time, and I remember the first time that it ever happened. I was like, "Yo," I was like super embarrassed, and and the m- massage therapist was like, "Yo, don't worry, like we're 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 good. I understand that this happens. That this that this can happen when I touch this muscle or w- whatever the hell else." And I just, so I felt weird. Cause I was like, I'm not trying to have sex with this lady, but it did happen. Cause it's not a typical m- m- massage. Like they, you can get roped, you can get, uh, all sorts of stuff and it hurts. There are, it's not your typical massage where you go, they're just rubbing on y'all nice make. No, it's a painful experience to get a deep tissue massage for real. And sometimes these things happen. So I'm, Listen, this looks sketchy to me. And if I'm Deshaun Watson, with all of this smoke surrounding it, I would rather walk through hell with gasoline draws on than play for the Houston Texans again after this especially.
3: Yeah, it's over. It's over regardless. And 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 even entertaining the conspiratorial side, if they thought that this would create an avenue with which the Texans were his only option, if I'm him, I never play football again. If it involves suiting up uh, and and having my paycheck signed by, would you, by the McNair family, would I? Cause,
4: yeah, yeah, because I know you're a very principled person, but forgiving at the same. Would would you if you were in this situation and you were him? Would you ever play for them again
3: under any circumstances? Dude, I'm I'm currently in the like uh, we so we closed our home this morning. <laughs> we closed our home this morning, and in doing so, we had to close all outstanding debts right? I am in a months long disagreement with my HOA over $25 (laughs) that they fined me for having my trash can on the curb more than 12 hours after pickup. Okay. (laughs) They said that it was my second citation for having my trash can on the curb over 12 hours after pickup. Let's not even get into the fact that every single one of my neighbors has nine foot tall weeds and we keep everything pristine. Let's not get into that. But the notice that we got, the second citation that we're talking about, had the same date as the first. They both had the same date on them. So how am I to know that it's two separate citations when the citation date is the same day? Okay, It's the same citation or you got cited twice on the same day. Oh, that's that's rich. Well, so we uh, they're telling me it's two separate ones, but the date on both citations is the same day. They're saying that it's an error, but I have no way of knowing. They didn't take a photo. There's nothing, right? So I'm telling them, like, look, there's no way for me to know that we even did this. We've been here four years. We never did anything wrong. And both citations have the same exact day on them, okay? Let me tell you this. We are closing our the sale of our home this morning in the office, signing the paperwork, and I saw that that outstanding $25, $25 was rolled into the closing costs of the home. And we're about to have a check for over $100,000 deposited into our bank account on the spot. I almost didn't sign. So no, I would never play for the fucking Houston Texans ever again. 100 dude i've I got I, it's not just principle i got i got some issues in this particular area of standing <laughs> my ground way long past when it's practical <laughs>
4: dude there's there, there there's no way there's no way that i could play for them again uh it, it's i would be like l- 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 listen i've made a few of a, a few mil it was a nice run while it lasted if they don't trade me they're gonna have to eat these salary cap. They're 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 gonna have to eat these salary cap numbers every single year. F you, buddy. F you. They might as well just. And then now that this has come out, the trade value of Deshaun Watson has gone down. Like they're like, oh, we 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 know you got to trade him now now now, baby. Uh, because the Bears reportedly offered three first round picks, a third round pick, and a player. For Russell Wilson, which means that Deshaun Watson's offer would be around the same. Now it's going to go down, they're going to be like, "Ah, I got I got two first round picks and that's it for your playoff.
3: Only way this gets messier is if the Texans make some type of public offer to Colin Kaepernick. Like (laughs) in the event that Deshaun Watson won't report.
5: (laughs) Oh, my
3: God, dude, that would make
4: it messier.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001 and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, FlowHealth, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com special for $1,000 off Vanta.
2: Baseball fans,
4: Uh, the next thing up, uh, LeBron James. LeBron James owns the city of Boston again. I mean, he spent what, damn near ten years with the cat. Oh, well, but between the no, well, actually, no, it, it was those Heat years really with the uh, Heatels that he just smacked Boston around. They just they wanted championships and they couldn't get the, any more after that one where um with Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Ray John Rondo and Kevin Garnett. They couldn't get another one because of the of the Heatles knocked them out every year, Dwayne Dwayne Wade, LeBron James. And now he is buying part he's becoming co-owner of the Fenway Sports Group where he will become part owner of the Red Sox. He's going to own part of the Red Sox the Liverpool Football Club, which he already owned 2% of already, Rouse Fenway Racing, and part of Nesson. Dude, this dude ain't playing. This dude ain't playing around. But but is it okay, first thing, for him to be a Yankees fan and then buy part of the Red Sox or into part of the Red Sox? And second thing, is it okay that he just keeps owning Boston on this level?
3: (laughs) There's no way that he took into account the trollish nature of this investment.
4: Really? Why, 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 why wouldn't it? I mean, he probably, I, I think it factored. I, th- I don't think that it had any impetus on whether he
3: did it or not, but it was a nice, like, ha <laughs> ha on the level of did, didn't, didn't check buy into the Sacramento Kings ownership group. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that one was for sure. Um, one where I definitely know that Shaq was twisting the knife. This one I'm not so sure about. I think the opportunity just availed itself. Um, and I think that at, at this point, it's one of the most intelligent investments that you can make. I was watching um, Bill Maher talk about being invested with the Mets and how it, 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 uh, it was kind of a scary time for him over the course of the pandemic because they kept doing capital calls um, to make up for the money that was being lost over the uh, over not yeah. having attendance and extra games and television and everything like that. But then when the, when the Mets sold, he made out like a bandit. And so I think that everybody is seeing that the value of franchises only go up. And so I think it's just him being an intelligent investor and taking advantage of, 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 of a great opportunity. I really don't think that he set out cause I, he's like a Yankees fan, right? So yeah. th- that makes it even the whole thing even weirder, but Um, I was trying to think like what, what, what person investing in your favorite team would offend you the most? Hmm. If,
4: ah, God, if Donald Trump could like buy into the Oregon ducks, if, uh, if, um, yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Uh, I mean, or like if, if David Duke were to buy into the Oregon <laughs> Ducks, that'd be, or, or into the Lakers. I'd be like, nah, I'm out, bro. I'm
3: out. Okay. All right. Well mine would be if the current ownership situation of the Phoenix Suns stayed exactly the same way that it is.
2: <laughs>
4: but you're still a Phoenix Suns fan. So right. you're putting up with it already. So you're, so um, you're not that principled.
3: I'm just mad every day. no. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm mad on principle. I just stay mad.
4: So, so can LeBron James see, I think he can still be a Yankees fan though.
3: But he, he, he like leveraged a win-win situation for himself within the Yankees Red Sox rivalry, which is the most bizarre thing in the entire world. I like imagine being happy either way. That's like when I go to Vegas Uh, and bet against the team that I'm rooting for so that I make sure that no matter what I, I either leave happier with some cash in my pocket.
4: Oh, see, I see that happens to me during March madness with all the human interest stories and all the great things where I find myself, I'm like, all right, I, I picked this team in my bracket. But then here comes like Sister Mary Clarence, or what the what's her name, Sister Jean, who's a hundred and one years old now with Loyola Chicago, and then I'm rooting against my own bracket because I like the stories or I turn out to like a team and how hard they play and all of that, so yeah, so but Le- leBron okay so if 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 you're if you're him and the Yankees and the Red Sox are playing in the in the ALCS to go to the World Series. Who are you rooting for if you're LeBron?
3: The Red Sox. Hell yeah, I'm I'm, I'm root- rooting for my dollars, I'm rooting for my money. Yeah, I root for my money, of course. All right. Uh, the
4: next thing up. So the uh, Atlanta shooter, uh, Ralph. You 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 can bring us up to speed on everything that happened there.
3: Okay, uh, so yesterday, um, I think across three or four different massage parlors in Atlanta, a shooter went from business to business um, murdering women. Um, uh, it looked like Masseuse's front desk people or um, or you know, basically anybody who was in his path. Um, and it turned out to be a 21 year old. And I don't know what, what's, what's your, uh, what's, what's your policy on Cause I don't think that this was a notoriety thing. No. Um, so are we, are we sharing this dude's name or Yeah no, uh, no, nah, F him. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that I, I think that's kind of where I'm at too, even though it wasn't like a, this didn't feel like a notoriety thing. Um, but the uh, twenty-one year old shooter in Atlanta going business to business, killing people. Apparently he, he was apprehended unharmed, which uh, how
4: does that happen? You just killed all these people. How do you get apprehended un- unharmed, but like people don't after like a, a a fight without a weapon
3: or like selling cigarettes? Or a fake twenty dollar bill. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Hopefully. His fate can be shared by everyone because I'm. I don't want. I don't want it to be like that. This is a call for vengeance or whatever. Um, you know, I know not a lot of people would shed tears for um, a mass murderer, um, but this is how the justice system is supposed to work. I hope it works this way for everybody. Uh, I know it won't and doesn't, but. Um, he was captured and he was pretty open with police. It sounds like on what his motives were and, and uh, the immediate reaction, because there has been just an absolute rash countrywide of, of, of uh, disdain toward people of, of Asian descent um, uh, kind of world war two level uh, disdain for, for Asian Americans based on uh, any number of factors. So we could blame the, previous executive branch or we could just blame our 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 stupid human nature um on on some of the anti-asian sentiment that's going on in america right now but there have been a lot of people calling for so this came on the heels of a lot of people saying that it's escalating right and then all of a sudden you have a bunch of asian american uh women who are dead and the immediate thought was this is a uh, racially motivated um and uh, apparently this man told police That this was actually sexually motivated um and uh and yeah i guess he um i guess there's a i don't know if you want to play the clip but a lot of people are really upset with the the atlanta pd um for the way that they described the way the killer described his own motives all right here it is
6: investigators they interviewed him this morning and i uh, they got that impression that yes he he understood um
3: the gravity of it and he was Pretty much fed up, and then kind of at the end of his rope. And um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him. And this is what he did.
5: Remorseful?
3: Uh, I'm not going to go to. I don't know if he was remorseful or not.
5: He's a pretty young guy.
4: So this is very interesting, right? Is is that I don't think that the officer meant it how people took it. Like I
3: think that that and no, P people are pissed, and I, oh, yeah. I think I think it's because there's nothing to do with this anger that everybody's feeling right now. Yeah. Um. And so it's got to be directed somewhere, and and the Atlanta PD is feeling the brunt of it uh, right now for the way this was phrased. But I'll I'll let you talk, George, because I I definitely feel like this is this is missed. This is an overabundance of anger that is being misdirected at this point.
4: Yes. I think that he meant that that he was saying that the guy had a really bad day, like like that he was like for for him, that he was speaking relative to that man's what he expressed to the investigators. Cor- cor- correct that 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 he was saying, dude, I had a really bad day, and I and I and I became a a mass murderer. That I I don't think that. The officer was saying, oh, man, I think the guy had a really bad day and just lost it, which I get how people like when you're when you when you hang on words. So, you know, hang on the the, the idea that words are supposed to be perfect. You're in the middle of a press conference after a mass shooting like this, like this doesn't happen every single day. Like you're not. And people phrase things incorrectly. I do think that you do have to be hyper aware in these in these circumstances. But it, it it's just tough because it brings people to, you know, there's so many emotions that you were saying that are wrapped wrapped up in it. You have black people who are upset because they're like, how the hell was this dude apprehended? Uh,
3: unharmed brown people, uh, right? The uh, being talking about being reminded of Dylan Roof, yeah, massacring a church full of people and then getting Burger King,
4: yeah. And then you, and then on the other hand, Asians are upset because they're like, Yo, are the amount we of, tried to tell you, we've been trying to tell you, yes. That and then you're like, I don't think it was racially motiv- motivated, and you're like, Are you sure though? Like, it's it's it, like it's cause there is a consistent pattern of when, when white people uh, commit domestic terrorism, they are crazy people as opposed to when either if a Muslim right. were to do it or a black person, then they're not crazy.
3: They're instability, just, instability versus cultural issues and ideology. Correct. Right. Yeah. No, that's garbage. But, um, I I think that in that instance, the officer is expressing what this person expressed to investigators. And, and I think that, you know, if he, if he said I had a really bad day and I did what I did, that's not the officer saying that he had a really bad day. That's him saying that he expressed that as part of the motivation of the crime that he, that he committed. Um, Because then the immediate follow-up question is, is he remorseful? And the officer says, I can't speak to what he feels. So you know that he was talking about what he said, not what he's feeling. You know that he's not offering extra sympathy in this moment, but it doesn't matter at this point because there's just, there's an overarching, there's nothing to do with the righteous anger that everybody is holding for these things that don't make any sense. Why people continue to lash out and think that because they're having a bad day, it's got to be a bad day for everyone. Why hurting people hurt other people? Yep. Why Why a dude can't just say, I can't quit going to these massage parlors. I better go to therapy instead of, I better murder everyone? Like, wh- it's it, things that don't make sense. You're never, ever going to be able to bridge the gap between reality and expectations. We expect society to function a certain way. It doesn't, we have to bridge that gap somehow and we can't. And so that just turns into resentment for everything and everybody. And I'm just watching everybody get upset right now. And I hope that that collective disgust can change something, but it, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like it, it, it does anything, but just sort of add to the noise of the situation. I hope those women get justice um, and I'm not a, I don't know, I'm not a death, I'm not a death penalty guy. I'm, I'm also fully aware that some situations can't be rehabilitated or, 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 or learned from. And so, uh, I whatever, whatever is possible for those women and those families, um, whatever brings them the closest back to whole is, is all you can really hope for, you know? Yep.
1: That's oracle.com slash strategic oracle.com slash strategic
2: baseball fans.
4: the next thing up. Uh, now it is time for our new segment. Well, fairly new now, uh, cancel or consequences where we have situations out in life. And we say whether these people should be canceled or whether they should just receive consequences. And Ralph, you got the first story. Cause, cause, cause it's about hockey. So I don't feel comfortable doing it. Cause I'm i I'm a black person.
3: Oh, come on now. <laughs> I thought that, I thought that, uh, chance the rapper bridged that gap for everybody what how have you not seen the uh when chance the rapper hosted Saturday night live and they put him they made him a sports reporter on the hockey beat no i didn't oh my gosh that's your homework dude i didn't i didn't think black people covered covered
4: hockey since uh since uh jim since jim brown did it way back in the day
3: that's uh well first of all that's definitely a um that's definitely a, uh, a must watch. And that's the whole point was that they, they, they accidentally put a black person uh, on the hockey beat when he knew nothing. And uh, it's, it, it's amazing. I cannot wait for you to watch this and then, and then, and then call me afterward. Um, so anyway, uh, to get into cancel or consequence, this is kind of a weird, um, a weird situation. It involves barstool sports. Um Which us even bringing up barstool sports could create all sorts of drama. So hopefully we don't have to go down that road. But Gord Miller, uh, who works for TSN and NBC, is the as a hockey commentator. Gord Miller, if you don't know him in America, you're either not a hockey fan um, or you are just generally American. He's a huge name. Think like I think Keith Olbermann level name. On the sports end, not the other end. Uh, well, now he's comment- commenting on other stuff, but we'll get into that. He- he's a big, big name in sports in Canada. Anyway, he was doing sort of an AMA and Ask Me Anything on Twitter, and somebody asked if he was going to go on Spitting Chicklets, which is the Barstool's hockey podcast. Yeah. And he said, I love the guys who do that podcast, but uh, anything Barstool is a no-go for me. Um, so, anyone – as as happens when you mention Barstool in a negative light, the super fans of Barstool, which commands an absurd level of loyalty, came out of the woodwork to tell Gord Miller um, to, to get lost, to go F himself, that Barstool's done so much for charity, that he's perpetuating myths and stereotypes, that he's not letting the company grow from what it used to be into what it is now. So just hundreds and hundreds of comments. And so what Gord Miller decided to do was... You know, A a lot has been made of what I said and I want to thank all the people who reached out to me privately who feel like they can't criticize Barstool, especially women and people of color. Um, So I'm going to go through a six tweet thread of what my issues with Barstool are. He put that out there and that activated the Barstool hordes of fans to keep going after him. His 16-year-old daughter jumped in uh, and then they kind of went after her and then Dave Portnoy uh, jumped in to defend his work with Barstool, um, and one of the things that that uh, that that Dave Portnoy um, said was, uh, let's see, he said. <clears throat> Nobody should ever be afraid to publicly speak their mind, but when you do, I suggest do actual research before slandering an entire company with blatant lies. Now comes the part where our fans become the bad guys because they defend us from being called Nazis. I know people say I should ignore people like Gord Miller, but I'll never be able to do that. Barstool is 20 years of my life's work. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of our fans. He attacked everything I'm about. If you don't fight back against that, what do you fight back against? So, My question to you, uh, George, having heard all of that, is Dave Portnoy being challenged by Gord Miller uh, consequences or part of cancel culture? Or neither? Okay, so
4: these are the consequences. These are the consequences of the way Barstool did business. Barstool, you don't find black people on Barstool. The only person that even was on there for half a second was Deion Sanders. Like that's like, I I can't think of another black person who's been on Barstool.
3: They had a very talented one uh, uh, individual who, uh, who, who did quit when the uh, repeated uh, opportunities for Dave Portnoy to apologize for using the N word were out there. And he, he decided to do what Dave Portnoy does, which is say like, I mean, I'm not sorry for anything. Like we're, we're, we're building brick by brick. We're moving this thing forward. And, uh, and, and, you know, they, they definitely lost some, uh, employees internally for, for that one. Yeah.
4: So it's not a very, and then also a, a lady I know at Elika's said she got offered a job at Barstool and they wanted her to sign an agreement saying like that it was okay, that it's basically a locker room and that you may hear, you know, racial epithets and all sorts of things here. And you can't sue or anything. And it's like, why should you have to sign that to work somewhere? Like it, it I like everybody understands what barstool is and you can be that without it being, you know, a place where where like, Oh, Oh, listen, listen. If the N word, the K word flies, we're good. We don't, we don't mean it like that. Like they, they, there's a different place You can demand that people be thick-skinned in your area, in your space, without that. So Dave Portnoy just
3: suffered the consequences of his actions. Uh, Maybe, but I I I just do want I do want to say that like barstool in general, like it's in the name, the whole company was based off of bringing the informal, half-inebriated conversations that happen in your neighborhood the uneducated half inebriated bar conversations that happen into a professional money-making endeavor. Some of those things are oil and water and they're just not going to mix. And so you're going to repeatedly have these types of conversations and these consequences over the course of time. I get what they're trying to do. I understand it. I don't have an issue with them personally, but I feel like, um, What you do evokes feelings in people and they're going to express those. And I don't think you have to put the boxing gloves on every single time somebody has an evidence-based critique of your history as a company. Then again, neither do I feel like we need to have permanent consequences for anybody if they're willing to show some level of growth and and a lot of what barstool has turned into and i consume some of their content a lot of what barstool has turned into has really it, it isn't just dave portnoy right yeah it's like the people who won't eat at chick-fil-a because of some of the stuff that dan Cathy has said well dan kathy's not the one working the, the the cash register or managing it or franchising it but for some people they can't separate that name from the rest of what goes on and part of that's dave portnoy's fault because he won't let his name be separated from what else goes on so you just this is going to continue to happen all day every day on the internet for eternity what i don't like is the fans acting like scientologists using the fair game uh, um, practice of attacking literally anyone who they feel threatens their lord and savior Dave Portnoy. I have more of an issue with the fans of Barstool and where they're at in their life that they need to be worshiping uh, a a sports content creator um, to to that level than I do with Dave Portnoy at all. Yeah.
4: Um, The next thing in cancel or consequence, we talked about him last week. Myers Leonard, uh, k word user, K word user. (laughs) And for the Miami Heat. So, The Miami Heat are owned by Mickey Harrison, who is is Israeli, he's Jewish, and he ended up suspending him for a while, but he was going to still get his paychecks because Myers Leonard was hurt. So he didn't forfeit, he would have lost like half a million dollars had he been suspended. Right. But he was suspended, but he still was paid because he was hurt. But they fined him fifty thousand dollars and everybody was like, yo, he got off light. Like I, And I was very surprised. I was like, yo, that that conversation with Mickey Harrison, where he was like, I don't know what the word word, man. I was just repeating it that this must have, gone, must have gone really well. But then we find out today that he got. He got transferred. He got transferred from Miami living on the beach to Siberia to Oklahoma City. Mind you, it's a well run, run franchise with uh, Presti, all of that. But they traded him for Trevor Ariza, who hasn't played this year, who has been sitting on the bench waiting to be traded like Andre Iguodala was uh, a season ago in Memphis and the bit before he went to My- Miami. But now that Myers Leonard has been traded, it feels like that, okay, I see what I see what the owner was doing. Do you think that he would have been tra- do you think he was canceled? Or do you think he has consequences
3: for his actions? Or or do you I think mean, he it, would have been traded anyway? No, this is a forgive but don't forget type situation. And who knows if the forgiveness part is is real, you know, um, but Oklahoma city has come out and said, we're not going to take the PR hit for this. He's gone. Oh, they're, they're, they're releasing him. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, so so
4: they just wanted to get rid of Iguodala and get a, get, get a draft pick. I'm sorry. Get rid of Trevor Ariza, get a draft pick. Oh, so they did Mickey Harrison a favor. Oh, Oh, so Myers, so Myers Leonard won't be playing again this season. And your comment about him being the best player, what? Best player in the history of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So is that about to come true?
3: Look, if I honestly, if I'm Myers Leonard, I take a year. If, 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 if I'm Myers Leonard, which implies that I exist in there somewhere, then I, (laughs) I don't pack my bags. I stay right in Miami. I work in the community. I take a year off basketball. I try to figure out what in the hell put me in that situation and how I can make some good of it. And if after that year, because you, you're not you're not going to stop being good at basketball, that's not going to happen, right? He, he's going to be he's he would be an asset to somebody somewhere. Yeah, he's like a um, seven foot <clears throat> uh, He-Man looking dude. Hey, he's he's got some athleticism, and he and he knows how to play, and he's been part of a winning culture. Um, I think that I think that if the right thing for him to do would be to say like, "Hey, I'm not going to jump back into the game right away. I'm actually going to do the work that is necessary to face the consequences from from my actions and 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 work your way back." Um, there's not there's going to be some people who never ever 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 forgive, but all it's going to take is one all it's going to take is one owner to see the growth that you've had in your life and to be able to, uh, to earn uh earn a spot back. I think that situations like this can work for the greater good. If the heart of the person involved is in the right place, you know, I, I felt that way. I, 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 there are a lot of people in my life who will never forgive Mike Vick for anything he ever did because it involved dogs. And that's the most important thing in the world to them. But, Think about the work that Mike Vick's done. Yep. In the like sometimes your mistakes can lead to, um, even if they're hateful mistakes, right? Like your mistakes can lead you on a path of, um, redemptive behaviors. And, uh, and I hope that that exists for him. But as far as it is right now, I do not consider this to be cancellation in the slightest.
4: Yep, I would agree with you. Um, And now it is time for the best segment in uh, sports right now. It is the best of social media. So we have a couple really good things up. That's where we find things on social media that we think are pretty awesome. And then we talk about them. So here, here is the first thing. Ralph found this. He said, Fashion Nova is a mess. It's the STEMI for me. It's a text message from an auto text message from Fashion Nova that says, it's the semi, it's the STEMI for me, as in the stimulus check. Let's go save up to 80% off store wide and make that (laughs) $1,400 stretch. Use code save 80 and save. (laughs)
3: That's
4: funny. You thought it was out of pocket for them.
3: I thought it was funny. I don't like I'm I I don't shop at Fashion Nova, but I, I, I have found some of their ads to be uh, a little like off kilter. And I guess the previous text message that they had sent was about like helping women get scholarships or something like that. So like the two text messages back to back were pretty funny. And I, I have a few companies who I get text alerts from. And I I know that I, I like most of the time I'm annoyed. The read rate on text messages is so much higher than any other um, form of communication. That's why you have Tom Brady giving out his phone number. That's why you have Tim Tebow giving out his phone number. That's why Gary Vaynerchuk who has, gives his phone number out. Like I'm on, I'm actually on Gary oh, V's text chain. Speaking, speaking <clears throat> of that, our text number
4: 818-293-5747. 818-293-5747.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I know. Obviously, enough people found that. Um, obviously, enough people found that to be uh, off kilter enough to make Fashion Nova trending uh, last night when I when I first saw it. So I don't know what's it, what's your take on it? I just thought it was like, oh man, this is it this re- is in weird taste. Not bad taste, but weird me taste.
4: Of when Fashion Nova was texting me inexplicably. I don't know how the hell they got my phone number. I've never shopped at Fashion over they were sending me all these text messages and no way to opt out so i just finally i just blocked the phone number <laughs> so they're probably just sending me text messages still but i was not happy with uh that um, do you
3: get who do you get do you get text messages like that like or do you uh or do they bother you because i have one they, company they
4: bother me i don't okay. want any parts of that i want no parts of that send shoot me shoot me an email that i may or may not see
3: and then sometimes i'll be pissed that i did not see it <laughs> I get one from Lakeshore Learning because my home kids are homeschooled the last couple of years. And so that's like a teacher supply store. And I, nine times out of ten, I'm annoyed with it. And time ten, I'm in the store the next day.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next thing up is um, th- this was an interesting tweet. It said if Twitter were around in the 90s and the comments are the funniest part name a famous event or moment that would have likely had the timeline in shambles. And for, and for me reading, reading the comments, some people like, 9/11. were like nine, 11. like, they Lord. said the nineties fool that happened in 2001. It, 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 and they were talking about all sorts of sorts of things. But then I thought, I was like, imagine the OJ case during if Twitter had been around for sure like if oh, if the OJ case went on now that would have been a Twitter nightmare but the funniest thing though that would have ever happened on Twitter maybe in the history of life was when Millie Vanilli got found out <laughs> <laughs> imagine yeah. how black twitter would have reacted to that
3: yeah no that I, yeah that would have been uh That would have been fantastic for sure. For sure. What was that? What's yours? What's what's your I got a couple. But what's what's your moment that uh, um, would have made uh, Twitter go crazy from the 90s?
4: Uh, I I think I got to go with the the. Oh. Maybe when Eddie, Eddie Murphy got caught picking up uh <laughs> um or or Hugh Jack. Who what what was it? No, no, no. Hugh Grant? Yeah, Hugh Grant.
3: <laughs> that would have been okay. bad. Um oh my god, Monica Lewinsky. She even responded to this. She said, I'm not playing this game or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what are what are yours? Um, I have two, I have two. Um the first one is Bill Clinton, uh, when he was running for president. So this had to be like what, like 91 ish. Yeah. Um, and they asked him if he ever smoked marijuana. <laughs> and he said, yes, but I didn't, didn't inhale. inhale. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Dude, if you were to say that now, everybody would be like, liar.
3: Oh my God, that was like that. Even at the time, at the time, I remember being like seven years old and having it explained to me of like, um, somebody said like, "What if some even if it was about cigarettes? Like, have you ever smoked a cigarette?" Yes, but I didn't inhale. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, the
4: answer is yes. The answer is yes.
3: There there is no in between. And the dude was running for president, and it was. I don't know. I think he would have been meme gold just for the saxophone stuff. And I don't know, but so definitely that. And the other one is the California love music video. I think that that would have been every GIF, every meme for a year and a half, because that was, I mean, that was Tupac and Dr. Dre and like, who all was in that video? I want to say, Deion Sanders. Yeah, well, what well, that's like. The Remember
4: the Times vid video too. The the Michael Jackson all the cameos in that.
3: Yeah, and and I'm like, so Jada Pinkett Smith's I like the whole music video was Jada Pinkett Smith's idea, um, and then there's like a second video. Um, well, the first video has George Clinton and Chris Tucker in it. Chris Tucker was so big um, at that time, and then there was like an alternative uh, version of the video. I don't know. I just think that every single thing from that music video would have been because it was like the biggest song in the world when I was, um, like 10 years old and and the video was so crazy. And I, I I think that, um, that, and maybe the, the, the don't go chasing waterfalls, those two videos, I would have with the height of music videos is what I wish that I could match up with the height of Twitter, just making fun of so many of these artists taking themselves way too seriously. Dude,
4: it, oh, okay, so here, here are some things that happened in the uh, 90s. Furbies. <laughs>
6: um,
4: M- M- McDonald's invited people to supersize. Um, M- Microsoft saved Apple from bankruptcy, which turned out to be, I, I don't know whether that was a
3: mistake or <laughs> or great. Um, well, speaking of Microsoft and Apple, did you see Justin Long switch teams? No. Do you remember that I'm an I'm a Mac commercials? Yeah. With uh John Hodgman and Justin Long? Yep. Yeah, Justin Long just signed on to do PC ads. Oh wow. After all those years of being like I'm a Mac, yep. He is he is the face of PC now. That's crazy, dude. Ta-
4: Tamagotchis, like like those those pet things. Um Harry Harry Potter Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was published. Oh my god, Fubu fubu was the 90s <laughs> um beanie babies and now that's what i call music all those things were the the uh night 90- oh my god the macarena yeah that, that would have been for sure. Um, for sure on to the next thing uh this was funny because but i'm trying to get LeBron fancy James didn't work
2: uh, Nico Mannion made
4: one three and dropped in now. another. So Gretzko with the good defense and, and then LeBron the nice James delivery the Playing up. together.
6: I see Starts on the defense though. Forced that
4: turnover. Pounds. We had a nice moment just Again, a, a just minute ago. LeBron red, welcoming Nico. Was that
3: hate? That's the most old man shit LeBron James has ever done in his life. That was the, that I like. LeBron James is like ten months younger than me. He, he could have been. He feels 25 like your years Uncle Deni. Oh, for sure, especially then, especially after he in a play he had nothing to do with. Nico Mannion drops back-to-back threes on the Lakers. He was wide open for both of them, and then, and then uh, Nico's running across the court to find his defensive assignment, and LeBron comes back to give him that shoulder check right in the mouth. And Nico's like twenty years old, nineteen maybe, and uh, LeBron's thirty-six, and that is. That yeah, is that's, the that's funniest your uncle putting you
4: in a headlock.
3: Oh, for sure. Oh, I loved it. Um, I, I thought, if, if I'm Nico Maniam, like, that was my welcome to the NBA moment. I'm going to remember that forever.
4: Yep. Uh, and If finally, I remember
3: anything from the concussion that he gave me.
4: Right. And finally, here's a gift for you, Ralph. Here's a gift.
5: Uh, in a word, cold. Uh, it's <laughs> very cold all around here. Uh, no, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm having fun here at the hockey game. Uh, lots of fun hockey going on. Lots of white dudes on skates running into each other at full speed. I don't get it. I'm just messing around. Uh, But very different from working at the Knicks games. Much colder. Laz, what's your impression of the game so far? Well, Dale, uh, the story of the game is one of the main guys on the Rangers don't know how to say his name. It has, like, 30 letters in it. None of them are vowels.
0: Uh, He's
5: playing great which is crazy, because he got in a full fist fight in the first minute of the game. Uh, but, hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Uh, I miss the Knicks. I- I'm just kidding. Uh, Laszlo Holmes, very cold, rink Rangers versus Oilies.
4: Now, Laz, I want to talk about this Ranger offense. You should do that.
3: <laughs> I met with
4: you last. Now, they came out of the box with an aggressive offense we haven't seen from them in a while.
5: That's what's up. From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. Uh, they were the ones who got all the scores. Uh, and then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world uh, and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. It is so cold. Hey,
6: hey Les, I see one of the players there. I wonder if you could get a few questions
5: in. Great. Uh, let's talk to him. Come on over here, dude. Okay, I'm here with... Can you turn around so I can get a name? Yes, that is a S, a K, and a J all next to each other, so that's a note. Uh, uh, I mean, he- I'm here with my main man and I got to know in the next period, how you going to do that hockey?
0: Well, uh, uh, you know, we just got to keep the pressure up and uh, stay out of the box. That's what's up. And uh, we got to watch the icing calls. Uh, Coach said uh, we were icing so much we could open a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> I do not get that.
4: <laughs> so that was Chance the Rapper on Saturday Night Live. I'm glad, I did see I'm glad that I actually. Got to actually see it was Okay, funny. okay. It was funny again. So your Ralph old man thanks. memory just failed you. Yeah, right. Uh, you guys are listening to Right or Wrong. Thank you guys. Hope to, hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure you share with a friend. Tell a friend about it. Peace out. Catch you guys next week. Well, I'm um, Friday. I lied. <laughs>
0: Watch sensational Grand Slam action on Tennis Channel as top stars clash at Roland Garros in Paris. Catch all the excitement. What a shot. Come on now. With Tennis Channel's comprehensive coverage as we bring you live matches and nightly encores, plus match previews. That is awesome. Don't miss one of the greatest events in all of sports, Roland Garros, the French Open. Daily live coverage on Tennis Channel, now through June 9th.